At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, you're listening to the Real Work Stories podcast, and I'm your host, Benjamin. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you. And if you tuned in before... Welcome back. Now, this is the podcast where I talk about all things customer service from the customer to the corporation and everything in between. But before I get started, I got to say thank you to everyone for all your support for the podcast. Thank you for all the likes, shares, comments, downloads. I appreciate it. I only say it every episode because I mean it every episode. And if you don't already follow me on Facebook and Instagram, make sure you do so at Real Work Stories Podcast. That's where you're going to find out about topics, episode snippets, discussions, and more. And today, I'm going to answer a question that somebody asked me not too long ago. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And I know you're probably wondering, well, are you going to tell us what they asked you? And yeah, I'm going to tell Because I think it was a really good question. Like, it was one of those questions that kind of make you go, you know never really thought about that before. So what I've been asked is to poorly describe what I actually do for a living. And I'm like, okay. That seems easy enough, right? Now, if you've listened before, and you've heard me say that, you know, I work at a thing. But what does that actually mean? Because, like, I could be a janitor. I could be a window washer. Just happens to be at a bank. So, what I've actually deduced after several intense minutes of thinking about what I actually do for a living is I think that the best way to poorly describe this is that I am a paid financial debater. Say that again. I'm a paid financial debater. Here's what I mean I mean that I spend the majority of my day arguing with people and trying to prove a point, similar to how you would do an actual debate. But it's a little bit different because, see, for these kinds of interactions I'm having with people, there is no proper like outline for the debate you know normally you have like opening arguments and then rebuttals and then crossfires and stuff like that but for, for these kind of debates no it, it doesn't happen there's no proper opening arguments there's definitely no use of logic from at least one of the parties involved I'm not 
call none of my customers names. But we all know they don't use any spectrum of logic by any possible stretch of the imagination of the definition of that word you possibly think But here's the thing. The debate only usually lasts for, I'd say, maybe about five to ten minutes. The bad part is, or one of the disadvantages, I'll say, is that I have little to no time to prepare for this interaction, and I don't even know what it's going to be about. Because I'm talking to people that's like, these customers could be from anywhere wanting just about anything. So there's, it's, it'd be virtually impossible for me to prepare for any and every situation that I could encounter. Now, you could argue that, well, everybody doesn't want something crazy. You're right. Some of them just want regular stuff. But every now and then I get some totally off the wall, bizarre question that ain't got nothing to do with nothing for nobody and no reason. And I somehow got to come up with an answer for it. That's what I mean when I say I don't have time to prepare. Because these customers get to sit at home and they pull out their paperwork looking at you know terms and conditions and agreements and addendums and memorandums and all of these other things and it's like by the time they come to me these people have done 79 hours of internet research watched 37 youtube videos and read 17 subreddit articles about this one situation and they think they got me pinned to the wall and i got like 47 seconds to come up with a response yeah there's there's no way this is fair but anyway and here's the thing, I'm almost always at a disadvantage because of all of that stuff I just said. They have all this time to prepare, and I don't know what they're going to throw at me next. The worst part is, the judges, that's quality assurance if you don't know. They're always looking for me to slip up. They're listening hard to everything I'm saying, because i got to make sure that I'm on point. I don't have an opportunity to be wrong, because if I do, that could cost me my job. I'm just saying. The, the next thing that I run into is that my opponent in this financial debate is not bound to any rules of engagement for this debate. So if you've ever watched or listened to any kind of debate, there's usually some type of you know rules that are set up between the two debaters. Hey, no talking about each other's mothers cousins or brothers okay we're not doing that today we're just gonna have a nice clean debate um we're not gonna attack each other's character you're not gonna call him stupid you're not gonna say this and that you know what i'm saying like just stick to the debate topic let's do that these debates i'm having no none of those rules apply at least not to my opponent they can say basically whatever they want to say either to me or about me now, there is a point where I will cut them off. It's like, no, you're not going to call me that word anymore. You're not going to call me that slur anymore. But even then, I'm bound by certain rules before I can even say something like that to them. So I'm still at a disadvantage here, people. That's all I'm saying. They get to insult me. You know, I've been called idiot. I've been called stupid. I've been called a lot worse. And Yeah. Anyway, they get to do all of those things. And like I said, normally in a debate, you're not allowed to do that. But hey, this is corporate America. We operate by different rules here, okay? 
And here's here's the really messed up part. Even though my opponent gets to, you know, say whatever they want to say, throw insults, racial slurs, yada, yada, yada. If I was to return that same sentiment back to them, I'd be removed from the premises without a second thought. And that is in spite of the contributions that I've made while being employed at this company. If I were to call a customer an idiot or some of the other outrageous things I've been called in my life, I'd be fired before the interaction was over. Just before before it was all said and done, I'd get that tap on my desk. Hey, go ahead and log out for me real quick and come with me. If you know, you know. But if they ever come to you and say, log out real quick. Yeah, just, just go ahead and log off after this call. Come, come with me. Usually that means you're not coming back. Just bring all of your stuff. Yeah, go, go ahead and bring all, empty your desk. That's, that's usually how this situation would end. If I were to return the same energy back to the customer, I'm sorry, to my opponent in this debate that they've been giving to me this entire time. And like I said, this this goes without saying, but regardless of how many ideas I've contributed to this organization, this company, however you want to phrase it, regardless of how much, um, regardless of how much of an influence I've been to this company, it, it almost doesn't matter. Because when you disrespect their clientele, that's probably the worst thing that you can do. Even though their clientele gets to disrespect us constantly. So I really wonder where their loyalty lies. Because, yeah, I, I just, that, that's a question I should find out the answer to. Where does their loyalty really lie? Is it with me? Or is it with anyway? So here's my, mm, here's the thing. So, like I said, I'm a professional financial debate, a paid financial debate, right? And in the course of this interaction that I'm going to have with my opponent, normally when you're in an actual debate, you would have a designated time where you would be speaking. And then after that time period ends, your opponent would have a chance to respond to whatever you said. Then we, you know, either continue that or switch to a different part of the debate. But in this kind of debate, like I said, there's, there's no formality to it. And it sort of starts off, actually, if you think about it, it almost starts off in a crossfire. Because what happens is usually about three words into whatever I'm saying, I get overtalked and cut off. Now, I said that there are no rules of engagement for this debate earlier. What I meant to say is that there are no rules of engagement for my opponent if I did not make that very clear. Because my opponent can overtalk me. But me overtalking them would be, you know, grounds for at least a serious talking to after this particular conversation. But my opponent is usually going to overtalk me. And cut me off in the middle of me saying, you know, whatever I'm saying or trying to answer whatever 
remedial question they've answered. They've asked me, I'm sorry. And all the while this is happening, I'm being simultaneously told that what I'm saying doesn't make sense. Where this is why I said that there is no logic that exists almost in this debate, especially on the end of my opponent in most cases, because most incomplete sentences rarely make sense. But the logic thing to me would be to stop talking, let me finish what I'm going to say, then you would understand my point. But they don't want to do that. There's no point in doing that. And the even worse part is, when you think about it, this debate is rigged. From the very beginning, it's rigged for me to lose. It's like a casino. Because at the end of this interaction, even though I can provide 100% factual information, give clear and concise information in rapid succession and, and in all directions, none of that matters because realistically, my success in this interaction, in, the, in this debate, is determined by my opponent. And not only is it determined by my opponent, but it's more so determined by their perception of how I handled them during this debate. If you know anything about any type of customer service, usually what happens is after you interact with either a specific person from a company or that company in general, you are going to take some type of survey. And this is what I'm talking about. This survey is going to ask questions like, oh, how well did this person do? Um, how likely are you to recommend, you know, your friends and family to this company, da 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 And it's like, even though I can give the right answer, I can try to be as nice as I can when I say it, if my opponent is in their feelings that day, I failed. If I didn't, you know, suck up to their sob story enough, I failed. Ultimately, if I didn't kiss their behind for as long as they think I should have, I failed. Which isn't a reflection of how well I actually do, per se. It's more of a reflection of how they think I did, based on however the heck they're feeling that day. But, what do I do? I just work here. So, like I said, this, this is how I would poorly describe what I actually do for a living. But I want to know. Tell me. Poorly describe to me what you do for a living. I would love to find out. Hey, if you're like me and you're a paid financial debater, tell me more. Tell me about your experience. Because I'm interested to know. And so if you don't already, please head over to Instagram and Facebook and follow me at The Real Work Stories Podcast. Check out my latest post. Importantly, describe to me what you do for a living. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Real Work Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin. Hello.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.